Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, our brand performance podcast, where we connect and collaborate with other self-sustaining entrepreneurs, authors, and experts. Hi, I'm Marlo Higgins, your Chief Inspirational Officer. I like to say when we perform, we get paid. This podcast focuses on the areas of confidence, mindset, leadership, and performance, which all lead to increased revenues and sales. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, talents, and self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem factor. People matter, self-worth matters, time matters. When it all aligns, everything works. All right, welcome to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, our brand performance podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about Indistractable. This is an unbelievable conversation that we are going to have with a Wall Street Journal bestselling author of Hooked and Indistractable. He's a public speaker, he's a consultant, and Nir Awal, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me, Marlo. Oh my gosh, thank you for being on this episode. The introduction just wasn't worthy. Give us more insight into Nir and who you are, what you're doing. Sure. So I I am what you call a behavioral designer. So my job is to help companies use technology to help people form healthy habits in their lives. So I've worked with all sorts of companies in pretty much every industry you can think of to build the kind of products that build good habits in people's lives. And that's what the first book that I wrote was about. It was called Hooked, How to Build Habit-Forming Products. And I taught the curriculum at uh, the Stanford Graduate School of Business, the design school there as well. And uh, the book was very successful, thankfully, and I've worked with companies like the New York Times to get people hooked to reading the news, and companies like Kahoot, the world's largest educational software, gets kids hooked onto in-classroom learning using some of these techniques. And so that, that was the focus of, of my work previously. And then about five years ago, I decided to look at the other side of habits to, if, if Hooked was really about building good habits in people's lives, then I wanted to focus a little bit on what about some of those bad habits? What about the distractions in our lives that somehow lead us off track? And so I really wanted to explore the root cause of distraction uh, to understand what was really going on. Because I think we hear a lot about uh, in the news these days that technology is at fault, that technology is doing it to us, that technology is hijacking our brains, it's addicting everyone. That's kind of the narrative we hear a lot. And it turns out that's not true. (laughs) That the story is much, much more nuanced than I think what the media likes to portray. And so I wanted to really dive into the root cause of the problem. Where does distraction come from? And then ultimately, how do we overcome it so that we can control our attention and choose our life and become indistractable? Wow. I mean, distractions, productivity, that is, those are some catalyst things, right? Um, You know, another thing there that you also talk about was that digital detox. I mean, give us some insight as as you talk about distractions and, and how it impacts productivity. What is it about like digital detox that you know so much about? Yeah, I'm not a fan uh, of digital detoxes, and I don't like them for the same exact reason that uh, they they didn't work in a different format for me in my life. I used to be clinically obese at one point in my life, and I remember I would go on these uh, food detoxes, right? These diets, as we call them, of 30 days, no sugar, 30 days, no carbs, 30 days, no fat, 30 days, no junk food. And of course, that stuff never works. It never works because it doesn't get to the root cause of the problem. I will tell you, the reason I was obese was not because of the food. It was because of what was going on inside of me. I was eating my feelings. 
And I think that's a really important insight that I took away from that experience of being overweight today. Thankfully, I'm not overweight. Uh, I'm, I'm in the best shape of my life, actually, uh, because I exercise when I say I will. I eat what I say I'm going to eat. By becoming indistractable, it has affected all facets of my life. And where it had to start was to stop blaming this stuff outside of us. You know, when it comes to distraction, people tend to fall into two categories. We call them the blamers or the shamers. The blamers, they blame stuff outside themselves. It's Facebook distracting me. It's my iPhone. Here's my favorite one. It's the modern world. You know, these days, oh my gosh, it's just such a hard place to live these days, even though the, the statistics show us that by every measure, this is the greatest time in history to be alive. Nobody wants to believe that because they like to blame stuff outside of themselves. And then you've got the shamers. The shamers, we take it on the inside. The shamers say, oh, you see, there's something wrong with me. Maybe I'm lazy. Maybe not, I'm not cut out for this work. Maybe I have a short attention span. They shame themselves. And of course, that doesn't work because it just makes things even worse. Because when you feel shame, you feel more of what we call these internal triggers, these uncomfortable emotional states that we seek to escape how? With more distraction. So we don't want to be blamers and we don't want to be shamers. We want to be claimers. Claimers claim responsibility for their actions, not for their feelings. You cannot control how you feel. That is not in your control. What you can control is how you respond to those feelings. I'll allow the, the root of the word responsibility is our response to circumstances, our response to our feelings. So when you're feeling bored or lonely or indecisive or uncertain, do you reach for some kind of distraction to take your mind off of the problem? Or do you actually deal with what's going on in a more helpful rather than harmful manner? Wow. I mean, I think this is resonating for so many people there as you, you know, as you spell that out and how that is impacting so many people. So, you know, you like to say that, you know, you take the technology and you turn over the apple cart, right? I mean, that's kind of one of your core sayings to that. How do you make that a reality? I mean, because technology is such a catalyst to everything that we do in business. How do you turn it around? Yeah. So, so I'm not one of these people who says that you need to stop using email and stop using social media. These tools are wonderful. There's nothing wrong with them. The difference is to understand what is traction and what is distraction. So let, let's talk about these two terms. So if you ask most people, what's the opposite of distraction? They'll tell you it's focus. And I don't think that's true. The opposite of distraction is not focus. The opposite of distraction is traction. Both words come from the same Latin root, trahare, which means to pull. And they both end in the same six-letter word, A-C-T-I-O-N, that spells action. So traction is any action that pulls you towards what you want to do, things that you are doing with intent. The opposite of traction is distraction, anything that pulls you away from what you plan to do. So this is really important for two reasons. Number one, anything can become a distraction. Right? If you sit down at your desk and say, okay, now I'm going to get to work. Now I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do. I'm going to work on that big project I've been de delaying on. Here I go. I'm going to get to work. But let me check email first. Right? Let, let me do that easy thing to do on my to-do list. Those are just as much of distractions. In fact, I think those are more pernicious forms of distraction because in those cases, distraction has tricked you into prioritizing what seems urgent at the expense of the important. And so checking email or doing that thing on your to-do list, if that's not what you plan to do with your time, it is just as much of a distraction. This is why people go day after day after day feeling like they're not getting much done because they're letting distraction blindside them and trick them into thinking that what they're working on is what they really want to do when it's not. So just like anything can be a distraction, anything can be traction. 
So there's nothing wrong with enjoying watching a video on YouTube or Netflix or Facebook or Instagram. None of these things are wrong. There's nothing evil about them as long as you use them on your schedule and according to your values, not according to some app maker's schedule. So if you plan the time to use these things, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It becomes traction rather than distraction. Oh, that's, that's fascinating because like over the weekend, I saw a post that somebody had put up on LinkedIn talking about, you know, the doers and they're, they're very specific with their time and their energy and really pointing out that so many people don't put any purpose or intention, just go through the motions and they waste their weekends and they're not productive. And then they show up to Monday and then they're overwhelmed. And when I look at that, I go, you know, we do have to detox, right? And we do have to step back and and give ourselves some grace. But, you know, what you're saying is, you know, you can do those things, but do them at a different level that really speak volumes to you that give you your, your best outcomes. Yeah. So the idea here is to turn your values into time. You know, here's the thing. If there's one thing I want people to remember is you cannot call something a distraction unless you know what it distracted you from. Okay. Let me say that again. You can't call something a distraction unless you know what it distracted you from. So if you have a bunch of white space in your day, what did you plan to do? I don't know. It wasn't planned for. So everything is a distraction. And so the problem is people say they want to live these lives. They want to exercise regularly. They want to spend quality time with their family. They want to write that novel that they have inside them. They want to do their best work, and yet they don't plan the time to do it. If one of your values is to play video games all day long, that's great. I've got no problem with that. As long as you do it with intent, as long as you decide what you want to do and when you want to do it. So that's a big part of becoming indistractable is making time for the traction in your life. Okay, but how do you decide? Like, how do you really, I mean, how people like get to, because you know what I'm going to ask. I mean, like, that is such a burning question for so many people near, like, how do they even decide what they're going to choose and give it all the intention? Let's just start with next week. Let's just start with next week. And what I want to do is in these three life domains, how can you live out your values? How can you turn your values into time? So there's these three life domains of you, your relationships, and then your work. And you have to start from the core. You have to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people. So what I want you to do, I, I'll give you a link in the show notes. I made this very simple tool. It's totally free. You don't have to sign up for anything. It's a, it's a schedule maker tool. And all it is is basically the, the hours of your day for one week's time. And what I want you to do is to start with you. Values are defined as the attributes of the person you want to become. So asking yourself, how much time do you need for you? If exercise is important to you, taking care of your body is one of your values, Do you have that time in your day? If you know proper rest is important to you, do you have a bedtime, right? We tell our kids to go to bed on time. Do you have a bedtime? Is that in your calendar? Uh, If prayer or meditation is is, is important to you, is that in your calendar? These things won't just happen. So you've got to make time for those things. And I want to see them written in your calendar just like you would keep an appointment with somebody you admire, right? If, if Beyonce or Obama or somebody that you really admire said, hey, I want to I meet with you for an hour or two, would you make time for them? Yeah, of course you would if it's somebody you really admire. And yet we cheat on ourselves. We, we flake on ourselves all the time because we don't book that time on our calendar and make sure that we have time for ourselves in our day. So that's the you domain. Then you've got the next domain, 
which is the relationship domain. Part of the reason we have a loneliness epidemic in this country is that people don't make time in their calendar for their important relationships. And this is a, this is a problem that's been around for years and years. Robert Putnam wrote about this uh, in the 1990s in his book, Bowling Alone, that the civic organizations that we used to have in this country, the bowling leagues, the Kiwanis Club, the church groups, people don't go to them, so they don't hold time on their schedule anymore. And that is leading to this, uh, this uh, loneliness epidemic in this country. We have got to have that time for our friends in our day. And then finally, we have to make sure that we plan out our workday and make sure that we make time for the reflective work in our day. You know, every job has some amount of reactive and reflective work. The problem is most people don't plan the time for the reflective work, the thinking, the strategizing, which I'm guessing everyone listening to my voice wants that time in their day. They need it to do their job well, and yet we don't plan for that time. We're always reacting, reacting to emails, reacting to Slack notifications, reacting to some uh, office uh, worker that comes by and taps us on the shoulder. We're constantly reacting, and we set aside no time for reflection. So it's as simple as that. It's just about turning your values into time. Try it for just one week. It will change your life. Believe me. Wow. Okay, but how do you keep yourself first? You know, how do you keep those things in the calendar? Because I think, you know, it's one thing. I always say, you know, schedule your success. We have to do that. But then we let other things take over. Nir, do you have like a strategy or, or you know, words of advice that you can help people from making that? Absolutely. So remember, there's four key steps. So making time for traction is only one of four steps. If you only do that, and I'm guessing a lot of people have tried it and it's failed, it's because you're not using the other strategies. So step number one is to master the internal triggers. This is before you make your calendar, you have to understand why you get distracted. It turns out the number one source of distraction is what's going on inside of us, right? The real reason we keep getting distracted, it's not the pings and dings, folks. It's what's happening inside of us. It's boredom, loneliness, uncertainty, fatigue, anxiety. If you don't have the tools to deal with that discomfort, you will always get distracted by one thing or another. And so you have to, as the very first step, have tools in your toolkit so that you can respond to discomfort in a helpful rather than harmful manner. That's step number one. If you don't do that, you will be cursed to distraction from one thing or another. So you have to do that first. The second step is to make time for traction. Again, if you don't plan your day, somebody else is going to do it for you. The second step is to plan your day. We can prevent distraction with pacts. We can use all kinds of tools to help as a fail-safe, as the last resort, to make sure we don't get distracted. And I'm telling you, after years of researching this topic, these are the critical four pillars preventing distraction. Wow. I mean, I love how you've been able to just step that out and, um, you know, bring it to life. That's very, very powerful. So, Nir, tell us how you specifically, I mean, give us um, a story that resonates for you that, like, leveraged you into being, you know, the consumer of psychology and, and bringing all of this knowledge forward. I mean, what was it that was the catalyst or the turning key for you that enabled that to happen? Yeah. So for, for me, it was really about uh, my relationship with my daughter. Uh, I was with my daughter and I had a, a beautiful afternoon planned. And uh, we had this activity book of things that daddies and daughters could do together. I can't tell you what my daughter said, because in that moment, something on my phone had distracted me and I was looking at it and I wasn't paying attention to what she said. And she got the message that whatever was on my phone was more important than she was. And she left the room. 
And I'd realized that I'd blown this perfect opportunity, this perfect daddy-daughter moment. And so that's when I really decided to reconsider my relationship with technology and distraction and to really understand the root cause of the problem because it didn't just happen with my daughter. It would happen when I was with my family, when I was with my friends. It would happen when I was at work that I would say I was going to do one thing and I would do something else. I was lying to myself constantly and to other people. I wasn't fulfilling my obligations. And so the superpower I wanted, what I decided right then and there is that the superpower I would want is the power to be indistractable. Because these days, we all know what to do. Who, who doesn't know basically how to live the kind of life we want, right? If you want to get into shape, you know basically what to do. If you want to be more productive at work, you got to do the work. If you want to have better relationships, you have to be fully present with people. We know what to do. And frankly, if you don't know what to do, Google it. Everybody has access to Google. The problem is not that we don't know what to do. The problem is we don't know why we keep going off track. Why do we keep getting distracted despite knowing what to do? And so that's really what I wanted to get to the heart of because I really do think that this is the skill of the century. So if you want to do your best at work, if you want to be in the best physical uh, health uh, that you can possibly be, if you want to have close relationships, becoming indistractable is the macro skill that affects every facet of your life. Wow. I love it. Okay. So where are you going on stage? I mean, where else do you take this message? I mean, how can we find more about you? Website, social media, how can we connect with Nir? My website is nearandfar.com and that's spelled like my first name, N-I-R. So N-I-R-and-far.com, nearandfar.com. If you go to nearandfar.com, there's actually an 80-page workbook that's completely complimentary. Uh, you can sign up for it right there and get that 80-page workbook that will help you on your journey to becoming indistractable. If you end up buying the book, make sure you keep your order number, whether you buy it on Amazon Make sure you keep that order number, enter it at indistractable.com and you'll actually get access to a free video course as well. And all that's available at indistractable.com. It's I-N, the word distract, A-B-L-E, indistractable.com. Oh my gosh, what a rich conversation. I absolutely love what you have shared with our audience today. So thank you, Nir, for your time on this. This is fantastic. Thank you so much, Marla. Absolutely. So to learn more about Nir, you can simply visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can add him to your circle of influence, connect to Nir's resources and purchase his books. So we invite you to share this podcast with others and thank you in advance for this partnership. If you enjoyed this episode and it left you feeling inspired, share your biggest takeaway on our Perform and Get Paid community Facebook page where we will engage and interact and respond to your questions. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach executives to gain clarity and remove self-doubt to increase performance in sales. To book a complimentary coaching session with me, simply visit marlohiggins.com and click on the work with me tab to schedule a call. Did you like this podcast? If so, subscribe and share with all of your friends. And if you want even more awesome resources to gain clarity and remove self-doubt, plus some personal insights from me that I only share in email, get yourself over to marlohiggins.com and sign up for the email updates. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. If you're into it, subscribe, leave a review and tell all of your friends. We would sure appreciate it.